Amen. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. So thankful for these musicians and singers that come and practice and amen, present a sacrifice to God. Amen. Thank God for what he's doing in this house. Amen. Thank God for, we've already got the air conditioners in the new church paid for. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God's just amazing. It blows my mind. I'm just going to keep riding the wave. Amen. First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter and the 14th verse. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesyings. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In everything give thanks. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Amen. I want to preach to this church, this wonderful congregation. Amen. Don't stop praying now. Amen. Don't stop praying now. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands and your voices to the Lord. Why don't you ask God to touch us today in this house? Come on. Pray fervently for a moment, God. We need your help in this place. We need your strength in this house. We need your direction. We need you to order our footsteps. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, why don't you just cry unto God, I submit to you. Surrender my life unto you. I surrender my will, my desires unto you. Use us, God. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands to Jesus one more time. We love you, God, and we praise you. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. Next Sunday, I want to mention that we will be having a, a groundbreaking service right here at 1030. And then as soon as church is over, we will go to the new church property for just a minute, take some pictures, throw some dirt, and, uh, and then come back at 630 and do it all again in this. If it works out right, uh, Bishop Holmes will be here Sunday morning, then, then if it works... He's going to go back, and then Pastor Nathan Holmes will come back for Sunday night. So we're going to have um, a great time in the Holy Ghost. I'm excited about what's going on. He had told me 
we would do this March 13th. That was what would work. And I thought, I said, well, that works perfect for us. and Give us about a month or so to uh, get prepared, maybe six weeks. And then he texted me back and said, did I say March 13th? I meant February 13th. Amen. Praise God. No big deal. Just four weeks. We can do it. Amen. But we're excited about what God's doing. Amen. Praise God. These words that I began to read to you today are the final words of the Apostle Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians. And it's all good stuff. Everybody say it's good stuff. When you read the Bible, it's all good stuff. Amen. He says, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Amen. Praise God. Man, some preaching is, you know, hugging and cuddling and you're going to be good. And then some, some preaching is warning the, the unruly. Amen. It ain't all supposed to be Joel Osteen preaching. Live your best life now. Tell you how you live your best life is you get right with God. Amen. Praise God. He said, Warn them that don't agree with all the rules and don't do what they ought to do. I mean, that's part of preaching. It says, Comfort the feeble minded. Amen. You know, some people, you have to comfort them. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Support the weak. It means it ain't all about you. Ain't all about you getting a breakthrough and not caring about what happens to your brother or your sister. Amen. Praise God. I watch people get a touch of God, then they just sit down and don't pay attention and do whatever they're going to do. When you get a breakthrough, when you're finished, you ought to help somebody else get a breakthrough. That, that, that's what the Bible's talking about. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. Amen, that means be temperate. You shouldn't be throwing fits and attitude. Treat church people one way and the world a different way. Treat the church one way and your spouse a different way. Amen. All, be, be temperate. Be patient with all people. See that none render evil for evil unto any man. Praise the Lord. I still believe vengeance belongs to the Lord. If it belongs to him, get your hand off of it. Just let him do what he's going to do. Let me tell you a little piece of wisdom. At the end of the day, you want to have clean hands. And you you don't want to put your hand on something and somebody get hurt. And they always look back at you and say, they're the ones that said it. They're the ones that did it. They're the ones that were the cause of it. You want to have clean hands. When there's trouble in your life, just get, up, just get on this altar and start praying and say, God, work it out. God, order my footsteps. God, tell me what to say, what to do. I want clean hands. Let me tell you, it's not just a good life having clean hands. It's smart to have clean hands. Amen. The Bible says that if you offend one of these little ones, you know, he ain't talking about these little one-year-olds. He's talking about these newborn babies that are getting the Holy Ghost. If you offend one of these, you'd be better off to have a millstone tied around your neck and be cast into the sea rather than what God's going to do to you. Amen. You, you know what we need to do? We just need to love everybody. Uh, amen. You ought to adopt what my pastor told me. I love everybody. 
and everybody loves me and don't tell me anything different. Praise God. You won't need a nerve pill to go to sleep if you believe everybody loves you and you love everybody. Amen. Well, let me go on. Praise God. Amen. The Bible said rejoice evermore. Praise God. You ought to walk through the door singing to God. God's been good. That means you ought to get your focus off everything that ain't right and get your focus on what is right. Amen. You, you don't understand my back's hurting. Well, the, the Bible didn't say rejoice evermore if your back ain't hurting. It said rejoice evermore. My ankle's hurting. Don't you know my sugar's high and I got this and I got that. My wife said something mean to me or they charged me too much for gas or blah, blah, blah. They didn't give me my change. Rejoice evermore. You ought to rejoice that your name is written down. Uh, that ought to make you wake up and say, Hallelujah. Hey, if nothing in this world is right, I got something right in the world to come. Come on, clap your hands to Jesus right now. Praise God. Pray without ceasing. Praise God. I'm going to come back to that one. You ever heard a teacher say that? We'll come back to that in a minute. <laughs> in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Praise God. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Praise God. It's the will of God for you to give thanks to God. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I fell down on the ice last night. Made it all the way through all this stuff. And the only place on the planet that's got ice right now is my driveway. And I'd never lost my tea, though. I held it the whole time. Praise God. I got in the truck saying, thank you, Jesus. I didn't spill my tea. Knees kind of hurting myself. God, you've been good to me. Praise God. Ain't God good? When you're laying down on ice, God's good. When you're laying in a hospital bed, God's good. When you need a pay raise, God's still good. When you're hurting in your body, God's good. When you lose loved ones, God's good. Uh, he's good. Somebody say, he's good. Praise God. Prove all things. No, oh, hang on. Quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit. This mean, That word means like extinguish. That's what you would call extinguish. You ever seen a fire extinguisher? And it's gone. Don't ever let the Holy Ghost come on you and you, and you extinguish it. It's gone. You know what I love about this church? We ain't got no fire extinguishers. Praise God. We might not have any for real. It don't matter. We all got feet and got the Holy Ghost. I hate it when the power of God starts moving and people start trying to shut it down. You know what's wrong with Pentecost today? They quench the spirit. It messes up their three songs and a program and a, and a sermonette and then go outside and have a cigarette 
I'd rather have the Holy Ghost. Give, give me more Jesus. Give, mess up my program. Mess up the song. Mess up the sermon. Just have your way, Lord. Hallelujah. You despise not prophesying. You know what that means? Don't treat them with contempt or they are like they are beneath you. Oh, hallelujah. Well, somebody gave me a word today that I was going to do this, but I don't know about all that. Mm, you just went against the word of God. You don't despise prophesying, but you try the spirits. I'm not saying everything that's said to you will come true, but I'm telling you your attitude better be okay. Praise God. I don't care if it's an eight-year-old child tells me something. I'm going to say, okay. Praise God. Let us see what God will do. Prove all things. Everybody say, prove all things. Praise God. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Praise God. Not just don't do evil. The Bible said if it looks like it could be evil. If it looks bad, don't even do that. What are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about a lot of stuff. Amen. Anybody that could look at you and think, I wonder if that's right or not. You haven't abstained from the appearance of it. Well, hallelujah. That's why I preach that married men shouldn't be texting other married women. Well, you, ain't, you be seated. Why, why do you preach that? Well, you may be totally innocent. I don't. But if somebody were to see that, well, hallelujah. Praise God. Boy, God's good, and it sure is quiet in here today. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God's good. I don't want nobody to be able to put their finger on me. Praise God. I, I leave my phone out at the house, and my wife knows the passcode. I ain't worried about her looking at anything on my phone. Hey, when people start guarding their phone like Fort Knox, Boy, it sure is quiet in here already. When people start guarding their phone like it's a pile of gold, you better rest assured there's something on there they don't want you to see. Hey, I want to abstain from the very appearance of evil. Hey, if it don't look right, I don't want it. Well, praise God. Now let me preach about what I want to preach about. Praise God. Don't stop praying now. Praise God. Everybody say, I'm going to keep on praying. The Bible said, pray without ceasing. If you ever wonder why I always preach about prayer, it's because the Bible tells us that you got to pray without stopping. Amen. They say, well, don't, do y'all do anything else? Well, Hallelujah. Maybe by the time I get through preaching today, you'll start praying. 
Hallelujah. The good things that have happened in my life, the good things that have happened in this church, and the good things that have happened in the people of God in this church has happened because you prayed. Praise the Lord. It ain't because you're smart. There's smart people everywhere. It ain't because you're talented. There's talented people everywhere. The difference is this is a praying church. And when you get a praying church, everything changes. I grew up in a praying church. This is all I know how to do, and this is what I'm going to preach until the day that I'm laying in front of a pulpit somewhere like this or I hear a trumpet and I go up like this. Until then, I'm going to be preaching, you need to get a prayer life. And the reason I'm going to preach it is I want you to be blessed on this life and I want you to be blessed in that life. And without a prayer life, something's going to get you. Amen. I came to this city eight and a half years ago and I began to preach about prayer. I didn't really know how to preach and you're probably saying, well, maybe you still don't. Amen. But I started preaching about prayer. Amen. And people got a hold of it. And when people got a hold of it, blessings started happening. Our prayer that happens before church, some of y'all may not know, but we pray next door on Sunday morning. Over here, Sunday night. Over here, Wednesday night. Our prayer before church, our prayer during the week is foreign to most people that call themselves Christians. Oh, yeah. I had people that were supposedly spirit-filled Pentecostal people come in and experience a prayer meeting in this church and wonder what on earth. I'll tell you what on earth. We've never changed. We don't have to explain why we pray. They have to explain why they don't pray. They need to explain why they pray five minutes and jabber the rest of the time. I ain't into all the jabber. I'm into the prayer time. I don't care what the weather is. I don't care about inflation. So you don't care about inflation? No, because God owns it all. I said, God owns it all. I'm worried about touching God. We didn't change. The day the church started in the book of Acts, the second chapter, guess what they were doing? For 10 days, they were in one place. And everybody say 10 days. We're still working on 10 minutes sometimes. Amen. They were there 10 days. And they were all praying. What were they doing? They were waiting for the promise of the Father. Imagine the people come to prayer meeting and they had one focus. I want to touch God. I've got one reason I'm here praying. I want to touch God. I want to see what God's got for my life today. Oh, hallelujah. Guess what happened after 10 days of praying? Oh, yeah. 
He said, well, you're dismissed. It was a great day. Let's go eat some pimento cheese. Let's go. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost fell. After they were praying, you know what happens in this church? Without fail, every time we come together, the Holy Ghost moves. Have you ever noticed that? I'm just waiting. I'm wondering who God's going to get a hold of. Sometimes I'll just be sitting over here praying. <laughs> it don't matter if it's a slow song, fast song. Some people say, well, if you don't play a fast song, spirit can't move. You're retarded. We ain't even got to have. We ain't even got to have a song. You need to come to prayer meeting with us. Uh, hey. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the Holy Ghost don't need music. Uh, the Holy Ghost needs a willing vessel. Uh, I feel like preaching to this church. Uh, amen. Praise God. I don't, I don't know if you realize, some of you realize that because you came from different places. That there is a move of God in this house every time we come together. And I wanted you to connect the dots today. That it's because this is a praying church. And when you quit praying, the spirit will quit moving. And when you quit praying, you'll have to have a program then. You'll need something to entertain the people. And you'll need some strobe lights. I ain't got a problem with a strobe light, I don't guess but I don't want it to get in my way while I'm trying to. You'll have to have smoke coming off the. Wow, ain't that cool? That ain't cool. I'll tell you what's cool. When people come down here to the front and they lift their hands, and the Holy Ghost gets on them and they, their legs start getting weak. Ah. Then it starts spreading like a wildfire. Uh, that's what's cool to me. Uh, when people get their sins washed away. Uh, when people get their names written down. Uh, well, praise God. Amen. It happens. Everybody say it happens. It happens in this house. But it's not because we're special. I know you think you're special, and I believe you're special. <laughs> Praise God. I love every one of you. But that ain't why the Spirit of God's moving. It's because this is a praying church. You may not know this. I'm going to tell you. There are people that come from other cities and other states to this church when they need a touch from God. I'm not talking about people that move here. I'm talking about people that live in other places. And they'll call me and say, I'm going to be there Sunday. I've got to have a touch from God. Don't let the home folks sit down. Don't let your cup run over so much that you can't hook back up to the faucet. Don't live off of last Sunday's miracle. It's church time. It's Holy Ghost. It's time to get another touch. Praise God. 
I hope you understand. Amen. The connection. When people start praying, God shows up. When people start praying, angels get dispatched. Amen. <laughs> Daniel, the very first day you started praying, your prayer was heard. It may be 21 days later <laughs> before your miracle comes. But Daniel, the angel said, the first day you started praying, your answer was on the way. Can I preach to the church? If you get, if you get in prayer and God touches you in 21 seconds, praise God. That's the kind I really like. <laughs> But if it takes 21 minutes, 21 days, or 21 years, don't ever, don't ever stop praying. 50 years, there was a woman named Agnes Holmes that prayed for a backslid boy named Rubel Holmes. 50 years. I wonder how many has prayed for something for 50 years. Do you think maybe along the way you might have got a little discouraged? Hey man, don't get discouraged. You didn't need to just think. You know what happened when Daniel prayed? The devil didn't want him to get the answer. The devil tried to hold the angel back. It caused a war. Hey man, I pray sometimes just to start a fight. I like to give the devil a hard time. Just start praying. God, I want every backslider in this city to come back Sunday and get the Holy Ghost. You ought to pray just to make the devil mad sometimes. When you start, everybody say when you start. When you start, the answer's already on the way. Praise God. Eight and a half years ago, we had a handful of people in the basement of a house. They called it the house of God. Praise God. Those people made fun of me, said I pastored the house of God because it was a house. They thought they were being funny. I thought, yo, we're going to invite them to the, the dedication here for long of the third temple. <laughs> Praise God. We started praying, you know, when you got a handful of people, it's not, it's fun, but it ain't as much fun as having a bunch of people. So we didn't have nobody to play music, really. And so we started praying. Let me tell you something about this prayer. I, I, I'm going to build somebody's faith today. We started praying. We, we didn't have no musicians and, and you know this. Clifford that comes in here. Y'all know him? That's my friend. That's my coffee friend that drinks all my coffee. And uh, anyway, his mama was an old-time Pentecost, and he, he's, uh, he's a good guy. And Clifford, I, I would go pick him up. This was at the old building. We had 10 people, 12 people. I'd go pick him up. About half the time I'd drive to his house when I needed to be at prayer meeting, I'd drive to his house and he'd be there and he'd, he'd come up and he'd say, you know what, I don't think I'm going to go, I don't feel good. 
I thought you aggravating. <laughs> and then I had this other little boy, and, and on the way to church, he was asking about the cheeseburger after church. <laughs> it's just like this. He's probably like this now. I don't know. And I, I thought, you know what? I'm just I'm, I'm running around. I'm just spinning my wheels, picking up people that don't want to go to church and, and others that just want cheeseburgers. So I was underneath the pew praying one day, and, and the Lord spoke this to me. If you'll bring the ones that can't come, I'll bring the ones that can come. I jumped up. I called that little boy's mama, Jeremy's mama. I said, hey, you better have him ready. I'm going to buy him two cheeseburgers today. I called Clifford's mama. She was still alive at that time, and I said, you tell Clifford he's going to church Sunday. There he is right there. He's been outside drinking coffee. Praise God. So I, I told his mama, you tell him he ain't getting out. And he, he's going to church Sunday. Always praying for musicians. And, and I felt like maybe that was the key. God was just working on my spirit. So I ran over right beside Walmart and them apartments. And I picked up a little boy named Jeremy. And I drove over somewhere. I don't remember where it was. Yeah, somewhere. Picked up Clifford and I come back to church. I think it might have been, was it Easter Sunday? Or it was a Sunday, it don't matter, they're all the same. It was a Sunday and I pulled up at the church and there were like people walking around the building. Like it was a house, you know. <laughs> How do you get in the church part? <laughs> and they were walking around the house. And then one day, the Lord brought uh, Brother Wesley Vanessa, which is a great singer and a bass player. His wife, which is a great singer and a prayer warrior. His sister, Sister Alicia, that's a great keyboardist and singer and preacher, cook. What? Prayer warrior? Yeah, that's right. Hard hearing. Praise God. Brought her granddaughter. Amen. Her mother that played the opening song today, 80, how many years? 88, pretty young, 88 years old. And uh, the Philip, the drummer. And one day, God put a, a warm body on every instrument that we had. That may not mean anything to you, but if, like, if we didn't have any music, or I was the one playing keyboard, you'd be like, this is pretty bad. Praise God. I'm preaching to you, God will answer prayer. Praise God. God has met so many needs. I've prayed, God, bring, bring good people to this church that want to live for you. And it's like God just continues to bring great people to this church. Last week, it was the Bates. It was their, their Sunday. And the Whites. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. This week, it's Lila's parents. Praise God. Amen. I've watched God people take people that were unstable and when they started praying, God made them stable. Yeah. 
Well, hallelujah. I said hallelujah. God took unstable people and after prayer they turned into wonderful, powerful saints of God. I've watched people I've watched people that other people thought would never get the Holy Ghost. I've watched God in this little church give them the Holy Ghost. Brother Fernal, you are an absolute miracle. Brother Duncan Bratton, you are a miracle. Brother Carl Seeley wanted the Holy Ghost, I don't know, years. Guess what happened? Did it happen at some church where they wasn't praying? It happened at a praying church. Brother Philip Sutter, he's working today. He, or he might work last night and he's sleeping right now. He tried to get the Holy Ghost for a year or two straight, every service, trying, trying, trying. And he walked into this building and the first day he walked into this building, he was speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. I want you to connect the dots, church. There's a difference between a praying church and a playing church. Come on, don't stop praying now. I'm preaching to you, don't stop praying now. There's too many more miracles that's got to happen. Watch God deliver people from every stronghold that you can imagine. I've seen every chain that you can imagine be broken in this building, in the old building. Every addiction that you can imagine, I've seen it broken in a praying church. How does that happen? There have been thousands of hours of prayer that's happened in this building. Thousands and thousands and thousands. Because the first thousands were mine. And the other one are y'all's. Praise God. God has done great things. God has allowed us to fill up this church building in just a few years. How does that happen? Somebody's praying. I watched God lead us to a new property. The hand of God. We got it for one third of the original asking price. One third. 89,000 for seven and a half acres right on the highway. I watched God pay it off in four or five months. Hey, this ain't a church of rich people. This is a church full of working people that are praying people. And when you get people that got a mind to work and a mind to pray and a mind to give, I'm kind of glad we don't have a bunch of rich people 
Because that would cheat you out of the opportunity to be blessed. But everybody gets involved. I've watched God basically give us a 16-acre campground with houses and buildings that we didn't build. People can't imagine how we ended up with that place for 350000 I, I tell them this is all you got to do. You just got to pray. If you'll pray, God will open up the windows of heaven. I hope you know what I'm doing. I'm just preaching about prayer for a while. I'm pumping you up right now. That at 5.30, I want everybody here praying. I watched for the last three years how the pandemic was different in the church than it was out there. Well, praise God. The pandemic was different in this church than it was in the world. There's about 220 people that call this church their church. And not one person was put on a ventilator Not one person died. That means a lot to me. That tells me if you'll pray, God will put a hedge around you. I wish somebody pray right now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He never promised it wouldn't be easy. He just promised he'd never leave us. Somebody said, well, y'all must not have got it. Oh, yeah, we got it. We all, we're, we're in a confined space. If one of us gets it, we all get it. I just gave blood last week, and they come back, and I tested positive for antibodies, which means I probably just had it before that in the last whatever days. Praise God. Praise God. I got Jesus. I, 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 notice, I notice things that happen in, in, in praying people's lives. I've been here eight and a half years. A church of a lot of people, to me, a few, whatever. I began to think last night, in, in eight and a half years, there have been three members of this church pass away. In eight and a half years. You know that's unheard of? Don't get scared. Because I'm going to keep praying. (laughs) Praise God. I was at a funeral about six months ago when I was talking to the pastor. And it was like middle summer. And he had already preached six or seven funerals that year. In a church half this size. And I thought I'm going to go home and I'm going to pray more. I know, real, I know we're in an earth investment. One of these days, we're going to succumb to time. and it. But I believe in the power of God. It, it's not like it could not have happened because it could have happened. And I can tell you prayer has made a difference in this place. About two or three years ago, I walked in the hospital room. I'm just going to tell you. I've got about this much discernment. I don't have this much, but I got this much. And Sister Monks was in a hospital room at Arkansas Heart Hospital in Little Rock. 
And I got that feeling in my spirit. It was going down. If, if something didn't happen, we was going to have a funeral. So we prayed a little bit. And I didn't really, I didn't go, you know, wild in the hospital room. You know, you don't cast your pearls before swine. But when I got in my truck and I started heading home, I started touching God. I started making deals. I started saying, God, we, we are, no. I don't know what you got planned, but we're going to redo this whole thing. I'll do whatever I got to do. You, you, but no. Time out. I began to cry and pray on my way home. I was crossing over the Arkansas River Bridge. And I seen a vision of quail coming up out of the river. Flying right over my truck. And God said, I'll heal her. And it'll come out of nowhere. I thought. I went home and I got my Bible and I opened it up. I thought, what is the quail? What is going on here? I started looking up the quail. And the Bible says, when they wanted meat. The Bible says the quail came up out of the sea. Quail don't come up out of the sea. They don't swim. They don't walk on water. They don't. Quail don't even like to fly. They'll let you step on them. But God was showing me, just like I brought quail out of the sea for Israel, I'm going to bring a healing. You ain't going to know where it come from. You ain't going to know where it happened. I'm going to preach to this church. Prayer makes the difference. Next day, they said, "Uh, well, we think it might have been your potassium, but you're all good now. You can go home. They'd already checked the potassium. No, they said it, it must have been low. They'd already checked it. It was fine. You know what they were saying? We don't know what happened. It was the day I walked in the hospital. Sister Shirley Moody was laying in the hospital with a severe infection that they could not give her antibiotics to treat. She was allergic to the antibiotic, or just it was killing her kidneys. They had they had to stop, and and the infection was getting worse. And I got that same feeling. God, if you don't do something. This ain't going to be good. You say, God. Some of you need to learn how to start praying and say, oh. You got my attention, God. You got me, Lord. You show me. If you want me to fast, I'll fast. If you want me to pray, I'll pray. If you want me to change, I'll change. We started praying, this church started praying. It wasn't no time, it was just like. Reversed. When she was going down, God reversed it. I'll never forget one day I walked in the hospital, Brother Jimmy Green had had a stroke. Every conceivable thing that could be hooked up to a human body was hooked up to that human body. And it was the saddest thing you could imagine. But what was even more sad is, at that point, 
Sister Green didn't know if he was ready to meet God or not. Let me tell you, make sure. It, don't leave them a million. You ain't got to leave them a million dollars. Leave them with the fact knowing that you're ready to meet God. Well, she didn't know. She didn't know. It was just, she said, he ain't been in church in a long time. And I began to weep. We was right, was that UMS or somewhere? She was on one side of the bed and I was on the other. We started praying. I said, God, raise him up. Raise him up, bring him to this church and let the Holy Ghost fall on him. Guess what? They started unplugging stuff. He started coming to, took this out and took that out and took... It wasn't very long he was sitting up. It wasn't very long he was standing up. It wasn't very long he was walking through those doors. And he came all the way to this altar and repented of his sins and started speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the... God, you're so good to us. Prayer. Makes the difference. Don't stop praying. I watched Sister Borner come to this front one day with a heart monitor on her. She stood right there and we prayed over her, anointed her with oil, prayed the prayer of faith. And she said, I'm healed. Took the monitor off, mailed it back to whoever. Ain't never had another problem. I've watched God touch Sister Pate. I've watched God touch Sister Celia. I... It was a day, one day I was sitting there looking at my cameras. Please forgive me for preaching too long, but I'm having too much fun. I was sitting in my office watching the cameras, and I seen the Bennetts walk in. I don't know where they're at today. They got a truck broke down. But anyway, they were out. They, were, they didn't even come in the building. They were out there crying. Like, and I thought, what is going on? Come to find out, she has a handicapped sister, and they put her in the hospital, and her lungs were filling up. There was nothing they could do. They were calling in the family. I mean, she was going to die that day. And, and so they come in and, and we prayed. A praying church prayed. A praying church. I hope you understand the advantages of God calling you to a praying church. Come right here and we prayed and cried out to God. They called in the family on Sunday. They sent her home from the hospital on Monday. Her lungs were clear. I got, I got to hurry. I got so much to preach. I got to get started. It's 12. I've watched Brother Obar time after time come to this front. Terrible pain in his back. And God healing immediately. Touch him. Take the pain away. Man, I've watched, watched tumors disappear. Uh, one day little Leo uh, Gonzalez it fell down in the church fell on his arm he was screaming holding his arm he was just a little baby and you know if they do that that means something's in there broken and he couldn't he couldn't put any strength to it it, it was just it looked like it was broken I said God in the name of Jesus touch this little baby huh 
And all of a sudden he quit screaming and he started talking and started playing and wanted out of his car seat. I'm just, you may, have, you may not have enough time to pray in your life, but I got plenty of time. I need God to do stuff. One, one night there was a Sister Fabiola's van. We was parked out, she parked out there, started, and the lights wouldn't come on. Oh, my goodness. And they was checking fuses, and everything was good and everything. And all the smart people were working on it. And, and uh, they said, I don't know what's wrong with this van. So anyway, I was going out the truck, and they said, hey, her lights won't work. And so I said, well, I can tell you what it needs. This van needs to be prayed for. It wasn't for me. It was for a bunch of young people that were standing around that van. They, 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old kids standing there. I said, let's pray right now. In the name of Jesus, touch this van. Start it up. Start it up and the lights come on. They're still on. God has been faithful. Let me tell you who God takes care of. His regular customers. Praise God. I've watched people's income double because of prayer. I've watched people's income triple, quadruple, and even ten times increase because of prayer. You can, you can get so busy making a living if you want to that you ain't got time to pray. But not me. If you get a hold of this, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. Oh, oh God, I feel so good right now. Thank you, Jesus. I watched Brother Coon working terrible hours and terrible environment at Applebee's managing it. Couldn't hardly come to church. I watched God. He just he would come and pray. He wanted and he just got faithful. You know what God did? God gave him a great job. Great environment. Great hours. Great pay. You think that would happen if he wasn't praying? I don't think it would have happened. Amen. I watched people that were just a few days away from getting divorced when they come to this church. God put their marriage back together. Blessing after blessing after blessing. And now, now God is about to give us a big, beautiful, Wonderful place to worship him. Place with elbow room. Place where you don't have to wait to go to the bathroom. Praise God. Praise God. Some of you that live one minute away can't appreciate this. Those that live a long ways away, they're looking for a bathroom when they get here, I'm sure. Praise God. A place where the air conditioners are already paid for. 
This is all I got to ask you or tell you. I'm not going to ask. Act like I'm not asking. Act like I'm telling. Don't stop praying now. Don't stop praying now. Because the same God that opened up the windows of heaven in your life is the same God that's got his hand on the faucet. He can open it up more or he can shut it down. I'm praying, God, just keep on opening it. Come on, why don't we pray together right now? Stand together with me. Come on, why don't we just pray for a few moments in this house? In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, if you've been the recipient of prayer, you ought to be praying right now. If prayer gave you a miracle, you ought to be praying right now. Come on, just cry out to the Lord. Oh, we're never going to stop, God. We're never going to give up, God. Come on, I've seen God comfort the brokenhearted. I've seen God heal the minds of people that were depressed. You gotta pray. You gotta pray. You gotta pray. You got to get faithful. Come on. One service here and there ain't going to work. You got to become a prayer warrior. You got to become a regular customer. You can't two-time Jesus. You can't be a faker. You just got to get real honest with him. Real sincere. Come on, I wish as many as could come around this front. I want you to come all the way, everybody in this house, if possible. Amen. We're just going to make some commitments to God for a few moments in prayer. Amen. Tonight we're going to come and we're going to fulfill the commitments. Come on, in the name of Jesus, there's people in here that your prayer is slacked up. Telling you when your prayer slacks up, your hedge is going to slack. When your faithfulness begins to slack, the miracles are going to slack. Come on, we need the miracles. We need the hedge. We need the favor of God. We need the revival. We need the blessing of God. 
Come on, just join up with somebody around you. Join up with somebody. Just begin to cry out to the Lord. God, I'm going to get committed. I'm going to get more committed than I've ever been. Come on, the enemy is watching right now. Come on, God is watching, but the enemy's watching too. Come on, let your response to God. Come on, let your response to God be correct. Let it be timely. Let it be truthful. Let it be faithful. Come on. Come on, just a few more prayers. A few prayers are going to change your life. A few tears will change your life. A few little sacrifices will change your life. Come on, does anybody want more? You want more of God. <laughs> Come on, why don't you just reach out? Reach out. You will find he's not too busy. Come on. Come on, pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you. trouble don't let trouble cause you to pray don't wait till trouble comes I'm gonna pray right now while the sun is shining oh while the blessings are here while the mercy is here while my family's together I'm gonna pray <laughs> 